0: Um, uh, so every year in the life of the church we have something called a, a charge conference or a church conference. I'm happy to tell you what the difference of those are because you may see documents that say one and some documents that say the other. Um, a charge conference is, um, is, so a charge, let me just say what a charge is. In Methodist church worlds, there are some people who serve multiple churches within one charge. So a clergy member can serve two, three, four churches sometimes and go around, and so then they would call all those churches together one charge un- under this clergy member. We are just one church, right? So we're both a charge and a church. You might see at the top our charges, Kingstown Communion, our churches, the Kingstown Communion, so they're the same. Also a church conference invites all of you all to be participant participants in voting, so you all become, we want you all to be able to vote on these things, not just the leadership team, which would be a charge conference, the leadership team would have um, only the ability to vote. Um, Okay, so um, as we begin today, uh, I would love to invite up Sarah, uh, who will uh, begin us with the words that every other church didn't get to have her here for their charge conference? <laughs> really, um, I sent really a video have of let, me. I know. So she sent a video out, but you all don't need the video. You <laughs> no, get her yourself. Real. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I call this church conference to order uh, for Kingstown Communion and ask if we have a secretary. For do we have yeah. a secretary appointed? All right, and is there any opposition to this? And if you're opposed, then you have to take the minutes. I'm just saying. (laughs) Okay, excellent. I will take that laughter as an uh, acclamation uh, for your church secretary. Um, I don't actually have a copy here. There we go. Let
0: me do that again. Sorry about that. That's all right. No,
1: that's all right. I didn't pick one up. All right, then let us begin. Any questions before we begin? This is a lot of the organization of your church that will happen today. And this is the annual meeting to do that work. So if you look at the first page, uh, I'm sorry, the, is it a list of all of the things that we're going to do today? And <laughs> if you look at the second page, there's nominations. Mm-hmm. So is there a, um, so, uh, somebody that's going to bring forth the I, nominations? i, I okay. as the chair of the nominations.
0: Okay. Yeah. So um, oh, you've got it. you got it. So uh, I. On the screen, you will see um, we're gonna do our five pieces of actual business, the the five voting pieces up front, and then we'll get into the fun conversations after that. Okay, these are fun, just not as fun. (laughs) All right, so um, leadership report, um, you'll see it on the screen. It is also right after the minutes um, in your packet. It's the very first form. Uh, We have one, Vote, Um, two votes that really need to take place today. Um, The two main things that have not been voted in is Ryan Balma has been added to the leadership team but we've not actually invited him into it. Funny thing is he's gonna be making our motion to charter. He can't do that until you all (laughs) say he can be on the leadership team, that's funny. Um, So, (laughs) he's not official yet. So, um, Ryan Balma is added as our discipleship chair and then also, um, Christian Burnett is going to go as our, our uh, annual conference delegate this year. Um, Carly has moved to alternate. You, you, I'm sure you understand why she has. There's a lot of um, And, uh, and uh, but Christian is ready to go. I mean, he also has a baby too, right? But um, but he's ready to go. He's excited about um, annual conference this year. He also is, uh, there are other like com- because this year is very interesting in the Methodist Church. There might be multiple he has to go to, many of which are virtual because there are churches disaffiliating from the United Methodist Church actively over the conversation of human sexuality. So, um, meaning, and so you know, we're not disaffiliating. It's it's conservative churches that are disaffiliating. So, um, the. Um, So I make a motion that we adopt this membership list. I do leave room though for, uh, we would love to have a youth, a youth delegate on um, our leadership team. We do not have one yet. I would, I leave room and I leave space in the room, um, but I also have not, I haven't had any conversations with people so I don't want to put anybody on the spot. But I would, if, if there is somebody who is interested in this, and anybody who would like to, to move or suggest that a, a particular youth become a part of our um, leadership team, we wanna leave that open for this meeting. Anybody would like to add a youth member to our, um, our youth council? There's a conversation member. going on. There. Yes. I nominate Elise Prislin. You do, wonderful. She's at the nursery Okay, awesome. We have a nomination for Elise to be on our, and, and you feel like Elise would say yes to that? Ah, amazing. Okay. Uh, any other nominations? Any other nominations? We'd love to have a member of our youth group. Any other? The... Oh, she is. I mean, she, she she's just not here, and neither is her mom. So. I nominate Mary. Okay. Um. Uh, I would say we probably shouldn't nominate people who aren't here. That that would be. I'm not sure that's good practice. But um. It's okay, it's okay. Um, but I think that Elise is a, a fantastic, um, uh, yeah, Elise is a fantastic option and if you are sure that Elise would say yes to that um, and I know that she is currently in the nursery. Um, uh, all those in favor, uh, adding Elise Cridlin to this list, all those in favor of this, um, of this nominations report here today, would you, um, with aye? I. Nay. No? Okay, great. Awesome. This has been adopted. Um, We're going to move on to our second piece of business today, which is SPRC.
2: Hey, good morning, everyone. Um, My name is Richard Wozniak. I'm the Staff Parish Relations Committee Chair. Um, And If you're not familiar, SPRC is kind of like the HR sort of arm uh, of the church. Um, Our our one item of business uh, for this morning is Pastor Michelle's uh, compensation for next year. And it's on the screen, and it's in your packet as well. Um, I'm not gonna go through the entire form. Um, I'm happy to walk through it with you if you wanna go through every part of it. Um, Just know that this is effective uh, January 1st of this coming year. Um, There's no parsonage uh, for Kingstown, so that's why there's a no there. And uh, she's appointed with us 100% of the time. Um, The two items that you really need to pay attention to, uh, item number four is her annual salary. And item 7A is uh, accounts reimbursable. Um, That's money that she is able to use uh, for ministry purposes. So if you add 4 and 7A, um, that's the amount that the church uh, is paying Pastor Michelle for the next year. Um, The other item to take a look at is item number 10, um, a housing and parsonage exclusion. Um, That's for tax purposes. Um, That lets her um, get tax deduction uh, for housing expenses. Um, the rest of this it basically deals with pension calculations and that sort of thing, um, but those are the, the main items that, that you need to be aware of. Um, any questions? Uh, just looking at this form real quick. Yeah. Okay, so just to clarify, we're also giving her the housing allowance in line 9 in of the salary. That, that's right. That that does not come out of the church's budget, though. The,
0: the housing allowance does come out of the church's uh, budget, not the housing Not the exclusion. housing. Yeah, that's yes. right.
2: Yes. Yeah. Any other questions? What yeah, is the current UMC uh, minimum salary That is a good question. Um, so the new minimum salary is 45000 I believe. For, 40, 40,
0: $45,000. 45.
2: It's forty-five. Yeah. It's $45,000. Yeah. 45, um, and then on top of that, um, this includes a 3.5% raise on top of that. So the forty-five thousand is the new minimum salary for next year. Yeah. So when you say
1: forty-five thousand
3: is the minimum, is that like salary plus the uh, six thousand? Yes.
2: That's right. Yeah. Any other questions? Okay, so I think we need a motion to adopt. You make the motion. Oh, I can make then, the motion, okay. And then somebody okay. makes a second. All right, uh, I move that we adopt um, Pastor Michelle's uh, compensation package as listed on this form. Second.
1: And all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Yes, thank you. Fantastic, thank you. Thank you. I'd like um, to take a minute to pray for your clergy and your lay leadership, if you don't mind. Lord, I thank you for each and every one of those who have stepped forward to serve in all different capacities. Lord, from somebody uh, holding babies in the nursery to somebody preaching a sermon from up front, to a musician, to somebody who cuts the cake. Lord, we thank you for the desire and the will to serve in your church. And we ask that you continue to watch over this church as it uh, calls forth new leadership, as it calls forth people to grow in their leadership, as it calls forth uh, the best of the clergy in this church as well. Mm. In your holy name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you. you. All right, Uh, is there a finance report?
3: Hello, I'm Megan Collins. I'm the finance chair for the leadership team. Um, you're going to see me twice, so the second time is much more fun and informative. This first time is to show you. If you turn the page, there's one that says Finance Committee. All right, and this page just kind of goes through like that. We are how we're handling the church funds. That we've kind of met all of those markers for, you know, keeping it keeping it cool. And then the next page looks like this. It's Kind of like a little letter. This says that we've been audited, um, and that we passed the audit. So we are handling our finances correctly. What is my motion for
0: that? Just motion that we adopt the finance report as is. Or
3: yep. Uh, I make a motion that we uh, adopt. Oh, sorry. Questions.
0: Nice. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, Terry, Terry Phillips. Phillips. It's, um, so the letter is signed by Terry Phillips. She was the finance administrator at Aldersgate and who trained Allie um, in um, finance, but it had to be somebody who was not a member of our church, wasn't an active attendee of our church. She seemed like the best contact we had.
3: Yeah. Any other questions? Okay. I make the motion that we adopt the financial report as drafted. All in favor?
1: All those in favor? Aye.
3: Um, Uh,
0: trustee report
2: good morning morning. if you turn the page you'll see the trustees report Uh, i make a motion to accept the trustees report as is and as well the lead pastor reverend michelle matthews of this unincorporated united methodist congregation in fairfax county virginia shall be the person authorized to sign the petition and order for appointment or substitution of church trustees.
1: Any questions? Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Fantastic. All right. Got the trustees. Um, State of the church report. Um, we are, uh, let's actually
0: do the chartering now. Let's do the charter, the actual charter vote first. Sorry. Um, the, I, this, um,
1: Oh, the chartering report should have come in. Yeah, okay. that's
0: um, that's weird. This was supposed to um, be different. So um, it okay, was supposed I'm sorry. to be. I wasn't looking behind It me. should be corrected. There might be a corrected version in there. Is there a version that is corrected? I don't know. That might be the old version of the of the agenda. Um, sorry, I pre- I apologize for that. There might be one that doesn't have the lines at the bottom of it. I just might not have. There you go. Perfect. It was corrected. Okay, the chartering report um, and and the chartering, it is it is correct on your um, your agenda here. It is correct um, here. So the chartering report is just um, what we need to do to yep. charter. So,
1: right? Right. So I want to, um, uh, <clears throat> oh, discipleship chair, here. <laughs> sure, well, I can... Do you want to say something before we go for yeah. it? Go for it. Do whatever you need to do. You, I was going to say, do you want to, uh, your name's on here.
2: I'm not sure what the report would be, except that this is a wonderful moment. We joined the church relatively recently. It's been absolutely fantastic, and we're really excited about taking this next big step.
1: And right. our. Yeah. Go, team. Yeah. And you make the motion that we adopt this yeah. list at the back. Yeah. I was going to say so at this point, we will adopt those um, who are willing to become charter members of the church. And if there are any that wish to add their name, see Michelle, and she will add your name to the list of those who became uh, charter members today.
2: All right, then um, we'll make a motion on behalf of the 101 names in the list already um, and any others that speak to Michelle to um, charter as a United Methodist Church.
1: That's amazing, we have not chartered. I turn to my colleagues on the cabinet, um, all of whom have served six years or less, and none of them have done a chartering service. So this is the first one in Northern Virginia and at least 10 years, well, um, no, I take that back. This is the second one in Northern Virginia, but, mm-hmm. yeah. but that's okay. You all are, are, are a very rare thing. A church that has made it six years, has decided to move forward, has 101 plus people who are willing to say, we're gonna make Christ the cornerstone of this group of people, and we're gonna take it out into the world. And I'm very proud of you, I'm very excited to be here today to be a part of this. So I'm sure we have more work to do, but um, (laughs) congratulations on chartering. Uh, Way to go. Let's talk about the state of this church. Where'd we lose my, Oh, oh, there we go.
4: I mean, I get to follow up the momentum of that. That's pretty yeah. exciting because, I mean, the state of the church, I mean, looking out here, my God, it's amazing that, that how many people are gathered here today and online with us, I'm sure. Um, you know, I had a different analogy earlier today, but uh, uh, DS Sarah I really it hit the nail on the head. Uh, I think a year ago, um, we were probably the little pigs running from getting our house blown down uh, <laughs> to oh my God, what are we going to do? Maybe run over to the next house. But it's not the first time that that's happened. That's right. As <laughs> uh, a church. And, and it's, you know, it's probably not going to be the last. Nope. And, but it, it really is a testament to the resiliency of the people who are engaged with this community. Um, it is an absolute testament to that. And I think that I want to highlight on a couple of people that, that are just a part of this community that, that we couldn't live without. And I think Allie Richards, who is over the course of the last year, over the course of the last year, has 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 really helped with some of the nuts and bolts of 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 getting us looking towards the future of the church and and how we manage it. Um, you know, we've stalwarts like Brett and Michelle that 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 do so much. I mean, y'all know. I don't even have to say it. You heard the music today. Um, that second song that that I never remember the name of, but it but. Yes. That, I mean, God, if you can't get excited about that, then Mm. then I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, And and then, last but not least, we also have a new staff member who joined us. Uh, I had to actually ask her um, because I was like, it feels like you've been here forever. But in reality, it's only been six months. I'm looking at Sam Barnes, uh, who's our family uh, family ministries and and, uh, director, and she has... uh, has and will continue to transform uh, the, the family ministries of, with this church. And we couldn't, uh, we couldn't grow without her. And, and so, yes, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, and, and what a year it's been. You know, we've continued to grow our relationships with, uh, with our community partners. I mean, Hayfield and the things that, that we've done to partner with Hayfield, I, I know, Ryan and Melissa were, were instrumental in leading uh, the charge with the, uh, the, the the courtyard rehabilitation. That was amazing. So much so that we were even picked up on a whole five-minute news segment on NBC yeah. Washington. <laughs> that was incredible. Um, but we continue to develop those partnerships and relationships in the community, and that is one of our cornerstones of, of the ministry mm-hmm. of this church. Um, and and that's. That's kind of the key that, that I wanted to hone in on, was was we continue to grow, and uh, kind of like in, in, in the business world, if you're not growing, you're dying, and we are clearly thriving. Yeah. Um, so I think that that is really exciting, and I can't wait to find out what the future holds for us. Michelle is kind of gonna be getting into some of that sustainability, um, because now that we're, we're in a new house, uh, uh, we're, we're the little pigs in a new house, we hope it's a little more sturdy, and we're going to, um. Look forward to the future, and I think that, uh, as yes, Sarah, it's 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 an incredible thing that, that so few churches get to say. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the end of me, and and I appreciate all of your time. Thank you all for being here. I mean, this is really exciting. So Yay. let's give it up for yourselves. <gasps> <Woo. clears
0: throat> ah, so I get the really exciting part now to share with you. Um, this is going to be my combined pastoral report and vital church report. Uh, I want, I would, the last, I've been here now, this is, I'm starting my eighth year as clergy person at this church, um, but we didn't really launch anew as a church until October uh, of 2016, so that is six years. I don't feel like at any given point in time (laughs) throughout these six years, like we haven't um, been thrown, our house kind of blowing down uh, and, and always having to regroup to figure out what that means. So like in the beginning we were launching and it felt good and, and, then, and, and then we found out from Aldersgate, if you remember, um, that Aldersgate did, financially could not offer us the money that we expected and we had to like all of a sudden figure that out. What do we do uh, with that? Then the uh, annual, then then the general conference related stuff that happened, and all of a sudden we didn't know what was happening, who would separate how. We didn't expect twenty nineteen and the vote that took place, and so then we had to kind of revamp again and figure out how we would separate from Aldersgate to make sure that we were um, a financially secure and also reconciling congregation. Um, and so we went through that. And then the pandemic came. Um, so I'm gonna show you um, a, a, a kind of a picture. It's from a, a book called Unstuck Church. And it's a picture of what this author, Tony Morgan says is the normal life cycle of a church. Um, start on this side. Launch, momentum growth, strategic growth, sustained health, maintenance, preservation, life support. Um, Sarah would attest that she's seen a lot of churches um, go through this. Um, All the way even down, I mean, part of her job is to walk through um, figuring out whether a church is on preservation or life support. And that's a huge part of her job. Um, But the pivot is important, right? Because if a church pivots right at the right spot, then it can go back. It can go back and it can reach sustained health again. Some churches though that gets too far past maintenance can never go back. So let's see where Kingstown is. Next slide. Well, we were launched in 2016, 2017. Momentum growth in 2018 and 19. That's when the Binskys came, right? That was like, I just remember y'all came in 2018, 2019. A lot of people joined the church in 2018 and 2019. There were huge, the the campies, yeah. um, A lot of people joined the church in there and then, At that moment in time is the perfect moment for the leadership team to begin actually thinking strategically and not reactively. Everything that we ever did was reactive. It wasn't strategic. And then the pandemic happened and what it threw us was not into strategic planning, not strategic growth, but into maintenance. So 2020 into 2021, we just completely went over the other two and went straight to maintenance. And then what happened after that? Let's see the next slide. Um, So then we kind of went back because we launched at Hayfield 2022 has been back to momentum growth again. We're back in that stage. And we have an opportunity here, God forbid, cross your fingers, pray over everything, (laughs) that there is no pandemic coming, there is nothing else coming, that we actually have an opportunity to enter into a season of real strategic growth as a church, like with a plan, with an idea of who we are and where we wanna go. And so that's what I wanna show you is the work that the leadership team did to, get, to talk about these three years and how we get ourselves in three years time to sustained health as a church and what it even looks like to be in sustained health. Um, so the next slide. Um, our vision, if you didn't know, um, our vision is to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ and extend God's table into the world. And we do this through our mission of courageous conversation, creative community, collaborating for the common good. Um, and, and I think we really try to distill down what these three things meant. And I think this really encompasses well for us what they mean. We You expect questions, we speak boldly, we include unapologetically here at Kingstown. We gather differently than other churches do. We challenge anonymity. You can't be anonymous here. You have to actually serve. You If you show up on a Sunday, we're gonna know you were here. Oh, I promise you I've already told 10 people that you're new, I promise. Um, And we imagine the possibilities. We imagine the possibilities of what can be, what could the church be. Collaborating for the common good means we always prioritize partnering over anything else. We invest in the community and we value solidarity. Um, This is where we began as we moved into what the next few years looks like. And so we'll bring up our strategic kind of three-year vision. We believe that it's gonna take um, a year of adjusting who we are kind of lining ourselves up, you know, like, um, a, like a plumb line. We're a little off in some areas, not bad, just need to adjust, right? A year of adjusting, then a year of really big building, and then a year of nourishing what we've built and figuring out how it, it, can, it can work the best for us. So here's um, a little bit more detail. Um, so the first year, 2023, we believe is, there are some things we have to do related to teams, and some things we need to do related to tech that really set the stage for everything else um, that will happen. So it's gonna be all things teams and tech in 2023. Um, Then the next year, all things new. That's when you're gonna see a vision for new ministry emerge. And then all things intentional. After we do that new ministry, and I promise you at least 50% of it, we're going to say, nope, we're not going to do that again. But that's what experimenting looks like, right? That's what dreaming the possibilities looks like. Then we actually set a pace for what's intentional ongoing. Um, So let's look at adjust the first year. Adjust, here's our plan for this year, y'all. And it's by 2023, which means by December 2023, we want to have this done. When it says by 2024, we say by December 2024, we want to have this done. So we may do things earlier, okay? I just want to, it's likely we'll move on to another thing. Um, But by then, we want to realign and strengthen common tables in ministry teams. We need a lot of realigning and strengthening our common tables. Um, Transition, table, and team leadership. This was one of the core things that the team said is required for for, um, sustained health of the church is that the pastor leads no team no team at all am I trying to coordinate, that every team has a leader that is congregationally led so that I can do the other work of the church. So we wanna make that a goal by the end of 2023. Align church communication and management, um, and I'll talk about that in a second related to the bottom one, solidify policies and procedures. We're gonna be solidifying our, um, and actually abiding by our safe sanctuaries policy. Um, Things that churches that have buildings, have to do all the time, but we've just kind of, you know, been a little lax on some of these things and we need to not be anymore. Um, We want to build a new service and justice team. This is where I say if you are into service and justice and you would like to be on that team to dream what the next three years looks like as we determine what our intentional method of of reaching the community is, um, please tell Melissa. Melissa, raise your hand. Um, If you would like to be on that team, if you are interested in that, Please um, talk to Melissa. Um, also, new common tables are gonna emerge out of the realigning of common tables. And then finally, the tech, new virtual bulletin, which you've already started to see. There's gonna be a new website by, um, there will be a new website by, uh, by, by Thanksgiving, right? New website by Thanksgiving. And then the big thing, y'all, is the, a new church app that is gonna be a part of aligning our church communication and management but it will be the thing that catapults us into um, online an online community. People are using social media less and less because it's filled with so much distraction. And so people don't pay attention anymore on Facebook to what group they've been invited into. I know tons of people in this church that are actively getting off of um, Facebook. Um, regu- I mean, like they don't use it or they don't have one anymore. People are getting off of it because it's a distraction. We want to have one common way for our church to be connected um, in discipleship and care where there's an online directory and you can find anyone in the church at any time. Um, You, where there is, um, where we have all of our signups in the same place, all of our, um, everything. We want to have one common church app that you all have on your phones and it's a common community um, where it doesn't, you don't have to compete with the busyness of social media. We are actively building that, and we want everything online giving. We want, um, we want sign-ups, everything to be all through that app. Um, we have been really researching which ones and figuring out which ones actually won't work and which ones do work. I should have um, more announcements on that at the beginning of November, um, but we will have a church app, and I know many of you have asked for a church directory. Um, it's, it's time that we have an actual community for a church that manages everything. Okay, so that's the big plan for 2023. 2024, this is where it gets exciting, and really exciting. So 2024, by 2024, we are going to build upon women's retreat and Backyard Bible Camp and the youth co-op, all the new things that we've done this year. Like, right, these are all the new things we did this year. Build upon and create new community partnerships like we have already. Build online community and a pipeline for integration of new people. That's what that app will also help us with. Renew and modify pub Theology. Um, I know a lot of you ask me this on a regular, we need it to not be what it was, but we need it to happen. Do you see what I'm saying? What it was may not work for us now, but people loved it for what it was and we want to bring it back. So that's our plan within the, and like I said, by 2024, it doesn't mean we won't be doing this in 2023, we just need to, we wanna make sure we ordered things and give ourselves time. Solidify a new approach to service and justice that would come out of that team that built, that you all do that work, that I'm not figuring out what we do next, but you all are figuring out what we do next. Um, second worship service by, the, by 20, regular, like second weekly or however that is, regular worship service, but we say it's not going to be here at Hayfield. It's not going to be on Sunday morning that it would be a time that would reach those who cannot be here on Sundays. And the other thing would be that it's, we called it, I love this language, trunk not trailer. Um, so if this is a trailer built service, we're talking a trunk built service where everything that the service needs fits into a box. That the kind of acoustic, a little bit church in the treesy, but something that's easy to replicate and easy to do for the staff, but something that's an alternative to Sunday morning. Um, And then other new things. We're going to have a men's group. I know men's gatherings of some kind, y'all have been asking for that. Common crash course, which was something I I talked about. A two hour common crash course once a month on a particular topic, whether it's a book of the Bible or whether it's on queer theology or whether it's on, you know, whatever, what the Bible says about race, those kind of things. We're gonna do that. VBS at Hayfield, that is a dream of ours. We have, a, we have a gigantic like fence out here where we can hang up a sign. And, and I mean, what an amazing thing would it be if we could have VBS here with, with 30 volunteers over a four day period and 100 kids from the community here at Hayfield. I think we have the ability to make that happen in this space, but that's a big dream of ours. Um, 18 to 25 year old outreach, when Bill Barnes sat down with me to have um, co- have coffee about joining the church, he says, I, Michelle, what I want more than anything else, I want to help you figure out how to reach more people like me. Um, and so uh, we're dreaming about like starting on Discord and um, thinking some, sinking in some directions to that world that does not come here and does not also connect at all on any of the other social media apps that we old people might be on. Um, the uh, LGBTQ church harm support group. We said that, that because of the, ch- the inclusivity of our church, we have seen um, pe- people who identify as LGBTQ come into our church. But I've also heard that people are like, I'm still struggling with a lot of the stuff I heard growing up. It's really like, it's caused still harm to me. And so we would love to create a space for conversations like that, obviously. It would be led by somebody who is identifies as LGBTQ, not me, right? It would be led by somebody who does. Um, and then uh, all kinds of things after that. So that's all the new things we're dreaming of. Um, and then year four, this is the, um, sorry, year three, um, the nourish time. This is where it starts to get into some real strategic things. We do all those things so that by 2025, we have an intentional method of deeper discipleship and connection facil- facilitated by an online community that we've built through an app. That that actually helps our common tables. It actually helps um, people feel cared for. It actually helps people share their prayer requests. That it actually is a place where people can go and connect with the sermon and ask questions and, and talk about questions related to it, all of that. Um, that everyone in the church is growing and serving. That our budget, at least 10% of it, is being given away to the community, that we are tithing to our community. 10% of our budget are things we do, not for what's in this building, and not on Sunday mornings, but things that we do for the community, um, through mission, through outreach, um, through service, through justice. Um, That we are funding other new churches by then. That by then as we grow in our um, in part of being a accountable United Methodist Church is that we have apportionments. We, we give money to the United Methodist Church so that it actually thrives. And we will grow in that over time. It's a very slow growth thing. It's not, it's not immediately we have loads of money we have to give. But part of that is giving. When you give to the United Methodist Church, you give towards other new churches start. You know, somebody gave us money one time. So now it's time we give back, right? Um, and then also, we are looking towards maybe once the service and justice team has a real vision um, for where we're going, the possibilities of a service and justice scholarship, the possibilities of a 501c3 that could be created, the possibilities of endowments that can be created, um, so that we have outside funds also helping to fund a gigantic, huge service ministry in the community. Um, and then um, additional Sunday children's classroom, we believe that's a thing. And then also a part-time communications person, even if that's adding hours to current staff, but that the communications of the church would be completely out of my hands, then that's the other move. Um, the other thing that I in the middle that I didn't, I jumped over, but I want you to see it. The other thing is to be in sustained health means for the church to be strong enough to withstand the pastoral transition. And it's not saying that a pastoral transition is happening. We have no clue if that's happening. I'm not, I don't want you all to hear, hear being scared in that. What I'm saying is I won't be here forever. We all know this, and a leadership team that doesn't think about that ahead of time, a church that doesn't think about that ahead of time, is sure to go through massive, massive decline. Um, so, we are already thinking about it. <laughs> we have to think about it now so that it can happen at some point in time, right? Um, so, we believe that the sustained health means that it could go through that because we know who we are and we are financially viable. Um, that's my, um, my report today. I know we are also, I mean, it was so important to share that with you all, but we are um, to a point where we need to move on to finance. This is the last report. Megan, come on up. Megan? Make- Oh, sorry, baby. Whoa. All right. Finally, our financials. Turn to the back of the report, right before the um, right before the membership list. This is not our finances. Yeah.
3: The one that looks like this. So I'm back, and I get to do what I love most, which is talk about spreadsheets. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. So um, this is a lot. But I'm going to direct your attention to like what I think is the most important thing right now. So if you look at the top right here, and you go down where it says May actual this year, and you go down to where it says this 10,500. All right, so the last time you saw my face, I was on a video with Renee, and we were kind of talking about like, uh-oh, you know, we're in a, not in a place to thrive as a church. okay? And so we did that stewardship campaign. We asked y'all for help. And so I want you to move one over. That's September actual this year. So we told you in that video that we needed to go up $2,500 to keep us just afloat, keep us at Hayfield, keep us with our staff we have, all of that. You guys went above and beyond. And we went up almost $4,000. So so I don't don't even know what to say. Like, thank you. That's amazing. yeah. So that means we can go over here to where it says budget for 2023. So now we have this new amazing gift from the community that we're all doing, we're all putting forth, we've all found somewhere. And that makes it so that we have this really robust, robust budget for 2023 plan this 180,000. All right? Again, there's billions of line items I'm gonna give you a second to look it over I love questions about spreadsheet so but again the most important thing I think we need to focus on is that we were in a place where we were surviving and now we're in a place where we can thrive and do all of those amazing things that Michelle just mentioned in the next three years and I'll
0: just add to it there were some key areas that act, that had to increase um, there's a few areas that actually um, decrease. Um, chartering as a church actually decreases. I don't know if you know that, but we, eventually, we actually get now our apportionment is, um, which was the full help is actually a 20% of the full fang bill. It's a 20%. We start 20%, and then it goes to 40, then it goes to. Six. It's all over time, very. Um, but um, it goes down. So you'll see that that's a lovely save. Um, but the other things that go up though, um, and our we need to increase wages because the um, cost of living, or sorry, not cost of living, the minimum wage is increasing. So as soon as you increase the minimum wage, that increases the minimum wage and the um, other wages for all of our salaried employees, that has to go up. Um, That's a requirement. Um, Other things are um, children's ministry. Now that we have a children's minister here, you will see that budget go up as she has done the full work to figure out what the budget should be and we feel like that should be a place that the money goes. If we have extra, it should go there because that that category of the budget has really been underfunded for a very long time. Um, other places, if we're going to continue to grow towards that 10% goal of giving to the community, which is, um, all of our special worship events, the Christmas and Easter at Nalls, and all of that, that's all about giving to the community. That's giving a, a, a space of worship to them, but it's also mission and service um, line. We felt like we needed to increase that by $1,000. Um, so you should see 3,000 there instead of 2,000, mainly because if we're gonna work towards that, we should be increasing that category. Um, and then we also, um, people, we also have the 3% raise um, for our, uh, the two, y'all voted today for the 3% raise for me, but a 3% raise also. Um, and for the break. staff dollars may change. It um, hasn't actually been voted on. You don't have to vote on this budget um, today. That's something that will happen as we see how the rest of the year falls out. But we just wanted to show you what the proposed budget was. Um, the only thing that's sure is the salary you just voted on for me, that's what's sure. But the rest of it, it might change just a little bit as we look at the numbers. Any, now, now I wanted to just share those few items of what went up. Oh, what? also Hayfield went up. That's the other oh. thing because we—you have Always. to think—we're paying for a full-year salary of children's minister now. We we hired her, um, you know. Into we're paying for a full-time of Hayfield. We didn't come back here until at the end of February, you know. So those dollars had to go up for, um, for the rental of Hayfield.
3: Any other questions? Are you impressed by the spreadsheet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps
0: coming up all the time.
3: you wanna
1: do
0: it? you wanna talk about it? Sure. I can talk about it, do you wanna <laughs> talk about it? Okay, I'm um, gonna talk about it, okay. So one of the conversations that has recently come up in um, a finance meeting, and we're trying to figure out how we do this, um, is we need to replenish some of our reserve or based on what we said was our goal of a three month um, reserve. We don't have a three month reserve, but based on like our full budget, we have a very solid two-month reserve right now. Um, before our reserve was three months, but it was like a, if we had no hayfield. If we, it was like a online three-month reserve. So it wasn't like a real full three-month reserve. So we have a pretty good two-month, full, all staff, all, um, all hayfield reserve. We would like to have a three-month. That's, well, that's, the, that's been the conversation. Um, the conversation is how do we do that and how do we set that aside over time um, is, is it a, um, what do we do to, to make that possible? Um, or is that something that we want? That's also part of the, you know, like, if, is that still something we feel like we need? And then A, uh, and then B, if it is, um, do we set aside money, like, uh, over time to replenish it? Um, how does that happen? I, I don't know, but I, that's my answer on where we are on the reserve. Um, any, did, I, I think I answered your question, but I answered a lot more than your question too, because I tend to do that all the time. Yes. We always have our budget projecting um, somewhere between a 1000 to $5,000 loss. It was just, that was, we inherited that from Aldersgate. <laughs> so maybe we shouldn't do that, I don't know. <laughs>
2: so are we hoping like that your stewardship next year gets us to where we
1: actually can contribute to reserve?
3: Yeah, I mean, I also,
0: that, that loss is to say that um, this budget it what we actually spend is normally um something within $5,000 different than what the budget ever is anyways so um because of just the way the year works out and the, it, like it sometimes we don't spend everything that we have so that's why the five. yes it's possible it also we have no clue how giving's going to be we have no clue who new pe- what new people are going to come into the church we're only anticipate like our, um, for instance, if you look at the financials and you look under, this is our, this is how we anticipate new people right here, um, is under the, the non-pledge giving. We take into account what our current non-pledge givers are, assuming some of them might become pledge givers for the following year, and then we guess who might also end up coming into the church and how much on average do we imagine would come in from that. Um, this is low compared to it, look, Like we are, um, our actual year to date under non-pledged is 22,000. We're budgeting for 18,000 because we don't know. So like it's always kind of a $5,000 swing um, of uh, it's that, yeah, I would believe, I want to believe if we are really truly moving from momentum to strategic growth that we're going to see more than what the average is. But we have to, we're making the budget based on the average. One month full budget. Good question. So um, you notice that this month we still spent more. The September month, sorry. So last month we still spent more than what we um, than what we brought in. That's only because of some key one-time purchases that will equal that will even out over the year. So um, and also the, Allie was so kind. And when we had the like move over financially. <laughs> from one banking account to the next when we had all that fraud happen. For a little while when we didn't have a payment, she put all of our uh, reoccurring payments on her own card. Like she did that just because she needed to set it up and get it out immediately and we didn't have a card to put it on. So we had to pay Ali back for all that, that month. I mean, that, that kind of stuff was, that's how we ended up having to hire. It was very, this is the kind of staff we have. I know, that's what I'm saying, isn't that amazing? Um, that's so, I mean, but we we didn't have a way to pay for it at that, that point in time. So. Yeah. Um, I would say on a normal like January's going to go back to where we don't have a huge amount of expenses. a normal budget um, is about uh, four, 1,400-ish, um, 1,400 to 14. Right now it looks like we will exactly meet based on pledge-giving. Um, exactly meet what our budget is so we can only anticipate about some amount more than that in non-pledged and that's how we got to 180 instead of 172 would be the 1440 if we have 1440 which is how much we brought in in September 1440 14400 sorry 14400 times 12 is a 172,000 dollar budget and we added more to make it 180 to anticipate some other people who might come in Yes. Like have a full three yes. Year? How much would it take to get us from two, two months to three months? Oh. Yeah, yes, uh, two, well, that would be another 14-something. Okay. But, is, but is the full budget for the church for a month, only 1,400? Yes. 14,000. 14,000. Four, 14, yes, but you kept saying 1,400. Sorry. Oh, sorry. 14,000. Oh, okay. 14,400. Um, based on this budget, it would be like fourteen thousand five hundred would be would, yes, would, would fund this budget yes, and so if we wanted another re- month of reserve, that would be adding fourteen thousand five hundred again yeah. to to it to that reserve to be that strong I, I also am um, and i 'm fairly confident about where we are right now, so i 'm not like I, the, the reserve is a, is a is something very significant we should work on. I don't feel like it's something we have to like immediately find the 14 to get, get us there, but we can do it incrementally. Yeah, some, some amount every year. And that's the finance report. Any other questions? This, so it went straight into Q&A, and so that was great. Awesome, y'all are wonderful. Tanya, would you pray us out? This is, the, um, tra- this is the traditional prayer at a chartering conference. Um, nothing about us are, is, is traditional, but I figured she should pray us out this way. Do
1: we have a microphone?
3: Yes, right here. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Let us pray. Lord God, preserve your church. Let your word be heard and your sacraments lived out among his people so that they may live in harmony with you and one another. Be confirmed in steadfast faith and be your brave witnesses and workers in the world, amen.
0: Amen, amen. Amen.